Welcome to Spirit School. My name is Danielle Serenk, also known as the Squamish Medium. I am the host of your Spirit School, where I will share all the lessons and learnings that I have uncovered through my intuitive development and mediumship development journey. I am a professional psychic and medium and intuitive teacher and mentor, and I look forward to walking alongside you on this journey. Thank you for joining me this week on Spirit School, where I interview fellow spiritual entrepreneur Becca Francis of Bewitched Creative, who lives down under in Australia. After seeing some posts she recently made on Instagram, I just had to get her story. Thank you for listening this week, and I hope you enjoy this interview. All right, everyone. Thank you and welcome back to Spirit School. I'm so excited to introduce Becca Francis and I'm going to call you Becca. I don't know if that's what other people call you, um, but she's a spiritual entrepreneur and the creator and CEO of Bewitch Creative. Uh, we know each other through the Conscious Collective, which is pretty much the master group of the Clouds and Dirt blog. And we have been following each other on Instagram for some time now, I'm commenting on each other's work. And mm -hmm. I recently came across some of her posts that really intrigued me because it's a topic I've always wanted to talk about on Spirit School, but didn't quite know how to weave in the spirituality of it. And that's toxicity in the workplace. I know there's a lot of us um, who are interested in spiritual work, who feel called to have a purposed life with spiritual entrepreneurship, but we have to do that nine to five grind because we need to live. And so I really kind of wanted to talk about that because I think that's a lot um, of my listeners will kind of understand that. But first and foremost, let's get to know you. Do you like to be called Becca, mm -hmm. Rebecca, Bewitched? Tell us a bit about you. Yeah, sure. So first of all, thank you for having me. I'm so happy to be here. Um, so I am, I'm just launching my business, um, as a Squarespace website designer. And like you said, I met you through the group and my specialty is working with spiritual coaches, mediums, psychics, tarot readers, um, intuitive wellness coaches. Um, so it's that, um, that area of client work that I'm drawn to. So I'm still in my nine to five job at the moment but I'm working every spare minute I have to build the business up to a point where I can transition out of it. So, um, yeah, so that's where I am right now. Kind of, I've got a foot in both camps at the moment. I love it. So do I. And we will trade war stories after. Yes. For sure. <laughs> um, so I want to talk about your spiritual journey. Like you're obviously drawn to mediums, you're drawn to, you know, spiritual light workers. And obviously you would consider yourself to be one, whether you know it or not, there's no other reason why you'd be drawn to that type of work. Mm -hmm. So where did your spirituality and your spiritual curiosity come from? Mm. Um, I, I think it's always been something that's um, been a part of me, but I never really knew. I always assumed that everybody was the same. Everybody heard the same things that I did, had the same feelings that I did. And it's only as I grew up probably into my 20s and 30s um, that I met my second husband um, and felt much more comfortable kind of voicing those experiences and he would kind of look at me like, I have no idea what you're talking about. And it was only then I started to think, oh, huh, does not everyone hear, you know, voices and does not everyone feel a certain thing and see certain things? Um, and I guess he's the one that has encouraged me to open up to it. And um, we were on our honeymoon a few years ago and um, he made me stay in a, 
and a campsite in the Redwoods in San Francisco, which is, if anyone knows me, is not my, um, not my comfort zone. I'm more of a five-star fluffy towels type girl. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But he persuaded me to stay there. And I had a really, really strange experience the first night we were there. Very strange experience to the point where the next night I had him chuck me up in the car. He slept in the cabin and I slept in the car. And this was on our honeymoon. Very romantic. Um, (laughs) And so after that night and, and talking to him and comparing his experiences to mine, I really started to think, yeah, there's, there's definitely something more to this that I need to embrace. So as I've become more and more disillusioned with um, working in an office and the, the nine to five grind, I've started to listen to podcasts, um, do more reading, and it's taken me a long time to kind of come out of the spiritual closet if you like Um, and it's really only after meeting Megan from Clouds and Dirt um, and talking to her and seeing that for her it was a normal part of life and she didn't look at me strangely and she kind of accepted the spirit experiences that I'd had um, and didn't question them Mm-hmm. that it's really started to open up now, I think. And then talking to beautiful people like you as well and finding acceptance in this group um, has really made things open up for me. Um, and we also, we, we're, we're massive dog lovers. We're obsessive dog parents, me and my husband. Mm-hmm. And a year ago this week, we very suddenly lost one of our dogs within a few days. Um, he died of cancer very quickly. And ever since then, I've felt him, I've seen him, I've communicated with him and that's brought me a lot of comfort and also my husband a lot of comfort. So I think that's kind of accelerated um, the intuitive side of things as well. For sure. I'm really excited for you because I didn't realize I'm getting to interview you kind of at the beginning of your spiritual development journey. And I'm excited for you because the first few years are the most magical, like they're literally the most potent. So I, I know you're going to have a great time. And I just say, just be open, all the teachers, all the experiences, and uh, don't be surprised if your gifts unfold in like pretty miraculous ways, especially because you're really focused in your business on um, working with light workers. So I think just even being around that energy kind of like helps you build up your power as well. So I'm really excited mm-hmm. for you. I'm going to, I'm excited to see where you end up in five years. I wouldn't be surprised if yeah, you end up doing readings yourself. <laughs> okay. Oh, well that would, that would be amazing. I'm just, I'm like you said, I'm just open now. I'm just open to what's um, going to be and been doing a lot of meditation, a lot of yoga mm-hmm. and just loving it. Like I've you- really found where I'm happiest there. I love it. And do you, you're in Australia, right? Yes. Yeah. So fucking Nate for me and she's in the future a whole day later and she's on her lunch break. So it's always tripping me out. My husband's from New Zealand, so I'm used to the time changes. And it's funny because my spiritual awakening happened during my second marriage too. And I never thought for a second it would be because he would more open, but it kind of makes me think. Um, but yeah, when I came out to my husband after my daughter was born, I said, you know what? Like I'm a medium. He's like, you're not quitting your job. Are you? That was the first oh. thing he said to me. <laughs> yeah, that's, that sounds familiar. Yeah. It does. I started with, I think I'm an empath. And he quickly said, well, well, what's that? 
and and are you going to do it full time yeah yeah i know no. people the corporate job like the corporate structure they call it like the golden handcuffs right because i'm putting in air quotes now like the security and of course you get like these increases and it becomes harder to leave and you know i'm sure like the partners and stuff really want um stability as well um so it's it's tough it's one of the hardest decisions i've ever made is leaving the corporate world yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And the um, I think I'm slightly different from you in that I would make the leap tomorrow, mm. whereas my husband's more, no, come on, we need to focus. You know, we this is these are the financial goals we have. We need to focus, which is good for me because otherwise I'd have just gone. You know, I'd have just yeah. left and said, right, that's it. I need to do what I'm happiest doing because um, – because yeah, I've I, I I've kind of got to the stage probably a year or so ago where I was just constantly in tears after work, and I, I kind of said to him, "I need to make a move. I need to leave. I need to start my own business." And it, it's kind of got to the stage where it's non-negotiable, and he's just totally gone with it. He's uh, he's still kind of reining me in a bit, um, yeah. but he's super supportive in that way. Well, I'm really excited because we're literally on parallel tracks right now in life and in the world. So if you don't mind, I'll just share a little bit of my workplace experience and journey, and then you could share yours and you could see how freaky in alignment we are. And I just trust that the spirit school listeners, there's going to be people that are listening that will be able to see pieces of their own story within ours. Um, so a year ago, November 27th of last year, I ended up hospitalized um, with heart palpitations and I was having my first anxiety attack. Um, and I'd never had one before in my life. And I had joined our human resources department. I didn't even know what led me to HR. I have no experience in it, but I was very excited about this opportunity. And it was the most toxic work environment you could possibly imagine. Very cutthroat, mm -hmm. very competitive woman, like not a whole lot of compassion. Um, it was it was really brutal, and I felt like my my ethics and I felt my integrity was challenged every single day. And when you're in this toxic work environment, it doesn't matter how spiritual you are, how many spiritual tools you have to rely on, nothing can protect you from this. And so I ended up getting sick and hospitalized. I was on a heart monitor for a month. I still oh, wow. suffered with adrenal fatigue from this episode. And I was off work for three months. I couldn't do readings for three months. And that's actually how come I started this podcast because I just right. needed to do something creative and I needed to mm -hmm. talk to the people. And that's actually what got me to start spirit school. Um, and then I ended up quitting my job in March. I went back to work. I told myself I would sit in the seat. Um, my, and I went back and I was crying every single day. And when I came oh. home, my husband finally said, you have to leave. He said, yeah. I can't have you go backwards because my um, freak out was so bad. I couldn't even grocery shop. Like I couldn't even stand oh. in a grocery store and like make a decision. And anyone who knows me knows I'm very strong. I'm very mm -hmm. confident. Um, but mm -hmm. I was actually breaking, broken down into like nothing. And so I quit, but then they ended up convincing me to stay by moving me somewhere else and like giving me all this flexibility. And I've been there. Okay. I don't need to share beyond that because that's not the, the topic of today. Um, but when I saw you posting last week or the week before around toxic work environments, I'm like, girl, we got to talk about this because I imagine I want to hear your story after too, but as somebody like me who's so sensitive to energy, 
no matter how much protection and grounding work you do, you're still absorbing all the crap. And mm -hmm. you, I would need like 10 cedar trees hugging me all the time to try to like, <laughs> sorry, we have cedar trees in Canada. That's what I, I brush <laughs> with. <laughs> you probably like that. <laughs> but I, I just couldn't shake the toxicity. It made me yeah. sick. Like it made me sick. So um, I have no, you know, I kept having to see my boss as a seven-year-old wounded child just to even get through my day. Mm -hmm. Like that's where all the inner child stuff came out. I was like, Hey, she's, okay. hurt. she's wounded somewhere. And that was the only way I could muster a little bit of compassion toward. Yeah. I'm excited to hear a little bit about your experience mm -hmm. in the corporate world and the toxicity that mm -hmm. you're talking about. Mm. Yeah, I can, everything you're saying, I can 100% understand, particularly the, the techniques you try and use to get through every day. And that's exhausting because by the, by the time you put out all that energy into protecting yourself, when you get home, there's nothing left for anyone else. There's nothing at all. Um, but yeah, I've, I've, like I said in that blog post, I've, I've found it through probably the last 15, 20 years of my working life in almost every job I've been in. Um, there's been, um, the environment started off okay. And then after a few months, the toxicity starts to creep in and it's always created by women. And Danielle, this is something I thought long and hard about before posting because I didn't want to upset anyone. I didn't want to offend anyone. I didn't want to, I didn't want it to be an attack on women. But that is my experience is that it's always one woman who takes a particular dislike for whatever reason and then sets out to make your life hell. And it really has been hell. Um, and I don't know why. And I think that's part of the reason I wrote that blog post as well, because I just don't understand it. I've tried everything I can think of to understand it. Um, it's been explained away normally by it being my issue. A lot of bosses have said to me, you're too this, you're too that, you're too emotional. You're not emotional enough. You're not a manager yet. It's because you're a manager. There's always been a lot of reasons why it's happening, but none of which made sense to me. Um, and I've always, I, d I don't know about in your situation, but I've always been told by the management above me to, to keep quiet and to put my game face on. I heard that a lot. Um, if you don't respect the people that are treating you badly, why do you care? You know, all sorts of strange advice, none of which has made sense to me. Um, so I just sat, I was at work actually writing that blog and it just came out because I'm just so sick and tired of being told to keep quiet and to not say anything. Um, but so many women have reached out to me and told me this is their experience as well. Um, so, I'm, so now I'm glad, now I'm glad that I put it out there because there's nothing more isolating than thinking you're the only person that it's happening to. But it is, it, it really does destroy you and it destroys your home life. And like you said, your ability to function as well. It really does. Definitely. And I got two young kids. I mean, I have a five-year-old and a three-year-old now who was two at the time. And I, I could hardly even parent. Like they got the worst of me. Um, yeah. so there's a couple of things I'd love to say in response to your story. Um, mm. the experience I had too was with a woman. I have worked for very difficult men before too, but totally mm. different experiences. They were more self-sabotaging. 
than anything else. But um, I I post in one of my episodes, like the rise sister rise, I think it was, or when you rise, I rise, but I talk a little bit about that, that healing of the sister wound. Right. Mm -hmm. So, you know, and this is just one theory, but it's like, Mm -hmm. it's very cutthroat in the corporate ladder. It's a very scarcity mindset. So it's like, Hey, it's you or me. It's you or mm-hmm. me. And that kind of like brings up the sister wound going back like hundreds of years when we were having to like name each other in order to, for our own survival. And so I feel like this day and age at this time, a lot of these wounds are coming up. A lot of people, especially women are saying enough, like I'm not going to put up with this anymore, which didn't happen before. So I think it's a good opportunity for us to really kind of discern what we really want out of life as well. And mm-hmm. I think we can both agree because I've been in, not necessarily the corporate world. I've always worked in an office. I used to work with race cars, but I was still like in an office. Um, but mm-hmm. I was always the only female at this job. This current job I'm at is the first time I've ever worked with other women. And okay. for the most part, I've had amazing experiences. I've, had, I've seen women really want me to succeed and give me all the opportunities in the world to even do so. But it was just mm-hmm. one like, like you say, it's just one, so it's one. right? And, yep. and then it's yep. like, a, it's like a, a posse, right? And it's just like the collective energy. And it's like, well, my, my light cannot shine through all this darkness. Yes, yes. And you do, you try so hard. I tried so many techniques. I had crystals, I had lavender oil, I had, um, I put a protection around myself. Um, but sometimes the sheer determination that it took to walk through the door knowing walk through the door of the office in the morning knowing what you were facing was just devastating but you have to because you need to keep your job so you need to be quiet and you need to kind of suck it up um and I I think as humans not just women but I think as humans our um natural inclination is to suck it up and show that we're strong and show that we can deal with this Um, and that's what I tried to do at work until I went to the bathroom and crumpled behind the door, literally, or got in my car at lunchtime, um, and just sobbed and sobbed and sobbed because there's almost nowhere else for that, um, frustration and that hurt to go because you can't show it at work. So mine would come out in all sorts of different ways. And obviously yours came out, um, in your health issues as well. Yeah. And I actually remember, um, I think it was the second day I went back to work. I was in the bathroom stall crying, calling my mom (laughs) and then all the power in the building went out and I'm like, great. Now the power. Uh, (laughs) You and me were probably both both crying in the bathroom stall at the same time, just in different countries. Right. And that's just it. I'm like, I can't believe the alignment between our journeys right now. Cause I'm also being faced right now because what's happening with me now, first and foremost, I want to say, I think that the corporate world structure is plummeting and thank God for millennials because you know, we we're even taught here. I had to take a management course on how to manage millennials. Cause I'm a Zennial. I missed it by like two years, but okay. millennials have shown us like screw the man, we can follow our dreams. Like talk yeah. about risk takers, and I think that that is so admirable. I've had I've hired millennials who have quit in a day because they're like, screw this, I'm out of here. Yeah. I'm like, for you, yeah, yeah, <laughs> right. That's okay. so true. That's so true. I was talking to a member of my team actually um, just before I spoke to you, and she's a, min- a millennial, 
and she's leaving. And we were talking about that very thing about how the corporate culture can't sustain itself like it is. The work environment so um, so false and such a construct to expect people to be at the same place at the same time every day. If they're a minute late, they get penalised for it. They leave a minute early, they're penalised. The offices are sterile. The hierarchy is not conducive to um, people blossoming and being creative and it's just, but, but when I started work, this was all that was open to us. This was the only option that was open. But yeah, I agree with you that, yeah, I think the millennial generation has really kind of swept us along with them, which yeah, I love. Definitely. Now we're all like little entrepreneurs and, you know, have these side hustles that are just like blossoming. And, you know, I'm finally at a point with Squamish Medium now that like, I know I could do this full time. Like I know I could. Last year when I felt like forced out, I was like, oh my God, I can't make it. Like the scarcity came in and not wanting to put that pressure on my spiritual practice. And now I'm in a place of empowerment where I'm like, I could leave. Like mm-hmm. I could just pursue my dreams. And I'm glad that yeah. this cycle has happened for me because I felt like it's given me um, the empowerment of choice, right? That's true mm-hmm. wealth. Well, is the option for choice, I think is true wealth. And so like now I don't feel pushed out. Now I kind of empowered to like make my own decisions, yes. which I really yeah. like. So so that's awesome. So I'm rooting for you. I'm rooting for me. We can support each other through this journey. Mm, absolutely. Oh, it makes such a difference to have somebody to, to talk to. So, so you can see yourself reflected and you can see your decisions and your, you know that what you want in life isn't crazy. It mm-hmm. is achievable. Um, and that's why I think I've come to this group at this point in my life. I'm being shown that the power of women coming together can be a good thing. Absolutely. Whereas before, in my mind, it's always been a negative thing. Now it's spirit saying, look, this is a good thing. Look at all these amazing women. I know even where you are in Australia, like my first mentor, I had a mediumship mentor for four years. She was amazing. Um, she doesn't do mediumship anymore, but she used to go to Australia every year to teach. It's a very open country. I'm like even New Zealand. When I went to New Zealand, mm-hmm. it's like – Interesting. I couldn't find a psychic, couldn't find a medium, couldn't find a crystal shop. Oh, really? Like, what is with okay. this place? Um, but in Australia, like you have Mitchell Coombs, who's an amazing medium. You must know of him, right? Oh, I want to say yes, but no, I don't. You should look into him because he's a yeah. wonderful medium. I will. Is it? Um, so you, you have a lot of options for spiritual growth there and spiritual mm. curiosity. So, but I want to talk a little bit about your side hustle because people mm. don't know this about me, but anyone who hangs out with me knows, like, I just want to talk about entrepreneurship and, and business development all the time. I'm so obsessed with it. Um, so I love hearing about side hustle. So what, what's your structure now? What's your big dream? Where do you see yourself in like two years? Mm. So I've actually got the, the next move for me is to build the web design business to a point where I can transition from my nine to five. And I've actually got a date that I want to leave taped to my desk. And when I, when I get really, down at work or really um, not wanting to be there I just put my hand over that date and just um, send loads of energy to it Um, so so yeah the the ideal is for me to transition out of my nine-to-five into full-time work from home um, initially designing websites um, and then I'd like to look at some more passive income strategies as well Um, 
that, and it's not just the business. There are other things that I want to do in life. Um, I want to be at home to foster dogs in need. That's a big dream of mine. Mm. I can just see myself in my home office surrounded by all these little beings that need love. Um, and also my, my family as well. I've got a new grandson. He's only five months old. Okay, whoa, 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 um, whoa. Okay, stop here for a second because you look like you're like 29. Like people can't see you on Spear School, <laughs> but like I'm looking, we're on Zoom right now and I'm looking at this beautiful soul. You don't even look 30 when you're talking about you have a grandson. <laughs> I do, yeah. So I'll be, I don't mind saying I'm 49 next month, uh, beginning of next month. That's why I was interested in your Sagittarius info on your last episode that's why I was soaking all that info up um so so yeah so but my daughter lives in another state with him she lives in ACT so I want to be able to see him more than you know two or three times a year or when I'm told I can have time off work I'll be able to see him I don't want to live the rest of my life like that um and my sister lives in Texas so I want to be able to see her more my parents are in the UK there's lots of so it's not just the business it's my whole I want my whole life to open up um, because I don't want to sit in this job for 15 years and then retire it's not um, yeah it's not a goal I have for myself or my husband you know because both we're empty nesters now so um, the world's our oyster now really I'm so, I'm like literally covered in chills. I am so excited for you. I recently tested this. So I just want to give you an example of how you can manifest when you're totally feeling the jives about your business. So I've always had this lack mentality because a lot of people in my industry only work evenings or weekends. And I'm like, that's mm -hmm. when I want to hang out with my family. So mm -hmm. I've been working with these business coaches to try to break through some of my barriers around why couldn't I do this full time? And I said, in truth, I just want to work while my kids are at school. I only want mm -hmm. to do my practice like Monday to Friday, nine to three. They're like, so do it. Mm -hmm. I'm like, but people mm -hmm. won't come. So then I posted about my development circle. I'm, okay, I'm doing an in-person development circle in February, four mm -hmm. months away. And it's 10 a.m. to 12 on a Friday. Mm -hmm. And it's full. Uh -huh. Within two weeks, it's filled up. <gasps> and so... I just constantly, it is. And I constantly yeah. feel supported by spirit and by the universe because I've made this declaration. I'm like, I am going to be, you know, a successful full-time spiritual entrepreneur, not just doing readings, but teaching and sharing. And I'm getting into my end of life doula work now. And so, you know, I'm not putting any limitations around my business, but the one thing I am putting there is I only want to work when my kids are at school because mm -hmm. I want to be with my family. Why else would I leave the safety and I'm putting in air quotes of the corporate world and the steady paycheck, mm -hmm. six figures and all this stuff. Um, and not spending time with my family. Like, no, I want to spend time with my family. So I truly, truly believe that when you make declarations to the universe, like your date, your date, you have taped at your desk. Um, and the fact that you want to work with these animals, spirit is going to move mountains to make this happen for you. So I'm really excited for you. Oh, thank you. It's so good to hear that. Cause, cause sometimes you, you kind of make these plans in your head and you, you say affirmations and you, you know, um, I set intentions when I go to yoga, then I want to be open and receive what's coming to me. But sometimes you just think, am I doing the right thing? Like, mm -hmm. am I actually doing the right thing? So it's so good to hear that. It makes yeah. me feel so kind of, just makes me feel seen and that I'm not crazy. 
You know, I see you, soul thing. sister. I'm rooting for you. Uh-huh. I want to know this date. You don't have to say it on here, but give me that date. I will hold that vision for you. I'm going to ask all the spirit school listeners, this, like even right now, like a Care Bear, send all your love, love out to Becca and uh, the success of her and her business and her future because she deserves it. She absolutely deserves it. Uh-huh. Um, and look so into you're so welcome and look into spirit um, animal communication too because you have this kinship to animals okay. and you could work with them telepathically quite clearly um, and I know like I'm not an animal communicator but like I'm always looking for one and I always mm-hmm. have clients that are looking for them as well um, so anyway it's just something to kind of look at because you are definitely intuitive like I, I have this thing where I rock when I'm like tuning in and when I'm in your energy, I'm mm-hmm. constantly rocking. And so that always really? signifies to me, like I'm working with somebody who has like a lot of power. Um, so if you need validation yeah. that you have intuitive gifts, like I'm definitely feeling it with you. So get oh, curious. That's amazing. That's a, I'm really emotional now. No one has ever said that to me oh. ever. That's so nice. Why am I crying? Oh, I'm crying. Sorry. No. I always see people, sometimes people are like, I don't know why I'm crying. I'm like, because you feel spirit around you. Spirit is literally wrapping their arms around you saying, we hear you. We see you. We're going to answer your prayer. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. No worry. So I'm really, really excited for you. And, you know, I truly believe too, spirit sometimes will bring us these experiences that challenge us because they want us to get a little bit uncomfortable. They want us to really look at what we want to bring into our life so we can make those shifts and changes. So I feel like you're starting to get those knockings from spirit saying, okay, before we have to swipe the rug from under you, it's time to make sense. It's time. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that is kind of how it feels because my whole life I've kind of at work, I've kind of towed the line and done the right thing and behaved myself. And I've believed in those, I believed in that the, those people above me will do the right thing. I've always believed that. And all of a sudden that's evaporated. That's mm. gone um, through these, for the most recent experience I've had and the culmination of experiences. And now I just don't believe it anymore. Mm. And that's kind of freed me up to go in a different direction and to want other things because I always thought, no, I should stay here because they tell me I'm good at my job and, and that's the right thing to do. I should be a good girl. I don't want to be a good girl anymore. I'm you over it. I'm exhausted. <laughs> I don't want to yeah. do it anymore. No, be um, a wild, free woman. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. I'm not. I'm just not going to sit there anymore and 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 do what I'm told. Yeah. Um, because what I was told to do in those situations that were difficult was not the right thing. So, sure. I don't have faith in them anymore. Yeah. So for people Mm. who want to get a Squarespace website Mm. or any of your creative work, how can people find you? Mm. So really super simple. So my website's bewitchcreative.com. I'm literally just in the process of rebranding. I built the whole website and then I learned some more. So now I'm rebuilding it again because Mm -hmm. I wasn't happy with the first time. So I've just nearly finished that. And I'm really only on Instagram because I like to focus on one platform because I find it too, my energy is too scattered otherwise. So my Instagram handle is bewitched underscore creative. 
Very I love easy. it. And you know what else I love about you and your Instagram is the fact that you, even despite what you have been through with other women, all you do is lift other women up. You're constantly sharing other women. And that takes a really empowered soul to do that because mm-hmm. even in the mediumship world, a lot of people don't want to see other people rise and thrive. And I know mm-hmm. just from following you and I know from your energy that you really want to bring other women up with you. Mm-hmm. And when you have intentions like that, spirit's always going to support you. So mm-hmm. you have to check her out. You have to follow her, check out her journey, root for her, send her all your good vibes so she can bring more magic into this world. <laughs> all right. Well, thank, thank you, you so much. much for joining me. Thank you. It was a pleasure. And good luck. And I'll be following your doula journey and your journey in general, but especially your doula journey. <laughs> thank you so much. <laughs>